0: All right, welcome to the Home Podcast. Uh, This week is titled Rejection. Uh, But first, I'll give you a couple announcements. Um, If you're listening to this, this was two weeks ago at a Saturday night home service. And again, we do not have the technology to record at the same time. We're working on it, though. Um, But so you'll get updates so this is just late, that's all. It's just weird. It's just late. So um, this coming Saturday, July 1st, uh, we will be at Blake Molequeen's house, um, the Molequeen's house. And uh, if you're listening, we meet at Saturday nights. It's And the address is 2569 South Quintero, I think that's how you say it. Quintero Way, 80013. It's like Buckley and lift Buckley and Yale kind of area. Um, so, yeah, come check us out. We had an incredible um, service last week. Um, just super cool, super powerful. Um, had a couple breakthroughs in two individuals, um, and one even resulted in uh, a guy being healed. So pretty cool. Um, really excited and starting to bring on new leadership alongside me and Blake and uh, yeah we're just in a really cool time right now so we're getting excited and glad you guys are listening and glad you guys are kind of walking through this with us but anyways this week is titled rejection and uh, I'm gonna start it off with my uh, with a little bit of who I am. And how this uh, resonates, how this message resonates with me, in particular. Um, so, yeah, uh, this one hits close to home. But most of these always all, all my sermons really hit close to home because it's it's exactly what the Lord's speaking to me, um, in the moment. Um, so, you always get to kind of process it with me, um, and kind of where I where the Lord spoke to me in it. So, without further ado, my testimony. Um, I uh, I grew up in a Christian home, had uh, incredible Christian parents, um, where we had Bibles um, in every room. Essentially, uh, I was very blessed um, and had it all. I was it, I had it made, um, and I went into middle school and, frankly, discovered what girls were. <laughs> and got into a different crowd other than just my church crowd and then i went to high school and discovered what booze and drugs were and partied all the time um, and had the popularity and had the christian home and had the church home and had it all and but i was still miserable and i was at the same church i'm um, surrounded by the same pa- people and for all of like of 20 years I was at the same church for 20 years and I yeah I was still struggling and I was still doing all these things behind their back and I think to a certain extent they knew uh, that I was doing it um, so on on all of that um, I was actually on my way to end my life uh, my junior year of high school And uh, the Lord radically intervened on my life, Um, like radically. I'll tell you the story at a deeper level Um, uh, if you want to get coffee with me. But uh, I like to keep these to 30 minutes just because that's a normal commute time Um, for us Colorado folks. Um, But I was on my way to to end my life, and the Lord uh, interrupted and uh, radically intervened on my life. And then I went to a winter camp and got radically saved at that winter camp um, where I was actually baptized by the Holy Spirit um, in that winter camp, um, which is funny because it was a Baptist winter camp. Um, so kinda kind of humorous. Um, then that was at the moment where I was like, okay, I'm called to ministry, I'm called to more. Um, and I was still at the same church and I, I led worship at that church and um, was hired on staff for youth ministry at the church, and and at that same time, I always struggled with um, some of the members in the church body never taking me seriously and never truly respecting who I was, who I what, um, who I am now, essentially, um, and always pointing back to who I was. Um, so it was always a it was always a hard thing. And I, I mean, it wasn't everybody in the church, so don't feel like I'm talking bad about my home church, because I love my home church. Um, so, yeah, I, I just had that tension sometimes. But uh, moving on, uh, I want to talk about something that's very crippling to many Christians today, um, including myself. And I'll start out with a couple questions just to get you starting to think Um and first question is, have you ever felt that staying at a job for a long time affects your boss's outlook on you? Um, I've been at the same company for eight years, and I don't know. Sometimes I feel like uh, they, my bosses still look at me for who I was when I like first started. I know that's insane, and that's my own insecurity, but uh, sometimes that happens. Um, and what about what about being in a friend group affects how they view you and others view you especially if you've had a huge victory in the Lord like you were, you had a huge encounter you were maybe even saved then you go back to your friends and say hey this this happened and I'm I'm, I'm changed forever uh, yet they still are kinda of pointing back to who you were and um, what you were doing right next to them um, or being in a ministry position affects how people receive you with where you came from, uh, just exactly from where, um, essentially, my testimony and my ongoing testimony um, saw where I was, and it was hard to break through to where I am now. Uh, so, um, for this message, I, I want to um, kind of have you remove from your mind that um, Jesus is Lord and Savior and died for us okay don't think I'm getting crazy here because he is Jesus and he is Lord and Savior and he did die for us but in this particular passage in Mark 6 um, the people uh, didn't know the people didn't know what we know so put yourself in their shoes for a little bit um, and remove from your mind that Jesus is not Lord not Savior and he has not died for them yet have not has not died for us yet um, In the Gospel of Mark, at this point in the story, they just don't know who they are, who Jesus is, and uh, they don't know what we know, and there's a lot of speculation surrounding Jesus. Um, And I'm going to kind of take this message into two directions, so bear with me. Um, This is kind of a, this is a cool, where we end up is a really cool thing. So, as we know, this is titled Rejection, and rejection is pretty hard. Um, the only good thing about rejection is that we're in pretty good company um, here's a couple little fun little stats for you Beethoven's um, who's an incredible composer um, Beethoven's music teacher rejected him as a hope as hopeless at composing hilarious right because now we know that he's incredible okay um, again, rejection. The Wright brothers invited a bunch of people to come witness the first flight, and apparently only five people showed up. Again, rejected because they thought they were crazy, and they maybe even saw all their failures in their past. And third, Walt Disney, Walt Disney of all people, the guy who uh, created Bambi. Um, Walt Disney was rejected by the uh, by the Missouri newspaper for not being created being creative enough, sorry. Um, so pretty funny. So we're in good company. Uh, but the story we're going to talk about is when Jesus went back to his hometown. And, you know, I, I always see those videos on Facebook and stuff of uh, the, the the soldiers coming home and their homecoming. And it's a joyful and exciting and emotional experience. Um, and they usually are. But, Jesus got rejected for his co- for his homecoming, which is weird to us, weird for us to think of now. But remember, he's not Lord and Savior yet. Okay, so Mark six verse one reads, "He went he went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him." Okay, so he went to his hometown. Let's recap what happened in the in the um, six previous uh, chapters. So. In order. Jesus was born. Jesus was baptized. Uh, Jesus gets tempti- tempted by Satan. He preaches in Galilee. Uh, he forms his team. And as uh, as you've maybe heard before, Jesus and the boys. Um, Jesus then preaches on the Sabbath. Causes a lot of controversy. Uh, then Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. And if you know anything about uh, in-laws, sometimes that's not too easy uh, to show mercy and grace to them. I don't know about that but I have heard that. Uh, Jesus preaches in Galilee and casts demons out. Jesus heals leprosy. Jesus heals a paralytic, a person who can't walk. That's uh, pretty stellar. Jesus parties with sinners, the worst of the sinners, right? He uh, goes and reclines with, uh, with Matthew um, in his home. I think I got that right. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Jesus heals a man's hand. Uh, and uh, guess what large, cra- large crowds begin to follow and listen to Jesus Jesus draws a huge crowd um, so, so large that he had to preach on a boat because um, the boat amplifies uh, and then Jesus calms a storm and Jesus casts out demons and Jesus heals some more so done a lot he's healed, he's cast out demons he's got control over um, nature and uh, he is gathering a very large crowd so mark 6 1 says he's coming home mark 6 2 says and on the sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astonished saying where did this man get these things what is the wisdom given to him how are such mighty works done by his hands so the synagogue or the church was not really like today's church Uh, there was no main speaker Uh, men would gather around and discuss the torah um, and if you had something to add, you would stand and essentially share it to, uh, I don't know, almost a small group. And Jesus was confident enough with his um, interpretation of the teachings and of um, of the Old Testament. And the way he explained it, they all were amazed. And what I mean by amazed is amazed not in a good way. Um, sometimes we're amazed um, when somebody uh who we think is dumb does something right. <laughs> um, or we're amazed at how, um, how stupid something is. Not a good amazed, right? Um, anyways, Jesus made them look at Scripture dif- differently. But here's the quote-unquote problem, okay? Jesus doesn't have um, proper credentials. And that's weird for us to think. But again, remove yourself that Jesus is Lord and Savior and has died for us on the cross Okay, Jesus doesn't have proper credentials at this moment. Yeah, he's done really cool things, but he's never went to rabbi school. (laughs) He never studied under a rabbi as far as we know, and uh, he never went to a a quote-unquote seminary. So in that day, he was considered not qualified to teach this way. And a a funny thing that I I thought of, Uh, is that Jesus didn't go to med school, and he's uh, running around healing people. (laughs) Kind of funny, if you think about it. He wasn't qualified. Uh, So what did people do? Uh, They turned on the amazing one. Okay, so they're, they're questioning Jesus in Mark 6, 3. It says, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph, and Judas and Simon? and are not his sisters here with us and they took offense to him so all the people mocked him essentially and why do you think or like they were saying who 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 do you think this guy who, who does this guy think he is essentially he's just a carpenter he's just he, he's not educated he hasn't trained under a rabbi um... he's a construction worker uh... his hands are rough and callous and He's just not educated. He just works with wood. Yippee. They despised Jesus because he was a common worker, essentially just like them. And they were like, ah, they felt like they were equal with Jesus in every way. And there was no way he could be inspired by God, right? Because he didn't have the credentials. Weird to think of. And as you imagine, there was probably a lot of gossip going on and it probably surrounded a lot of the controversy around Mary, right? Remember some 30 years ago when Mary, Mary, uh, this is the gossip. This isn't me saying this, okay? This is the quote-unquote gossip that I envision that's going on. Remember some 30 years when Mary, his mom, stepped out on Joseph? Why should we listen to this guy who came from that mess, right? Stuff like that. And of course, if it's a church, there was always gossip because uh, that happens, and uh, it shouldn't happen, but it does happen because guess what? We're human. Jesus brought shame to his family because they all stayed where they belonged. Almost like um, the the people were saying, "Hey, Jesus' is siblings, why why do you put up with G- with Jesus and his craziness? You need to rein him in," kind of thing. And guess what, guys? Jesus offends people. Newsflash. He offends people. Not not essentially with his words, but Jesus' message is offensive. It screams, hey, you need me. You need a savior. And since all people in his hometown knew him, they refused to accept him and his teachings and didn't believe in him at all. That's crazy. There's a... Uh, and we were joking about this on Saturday... Or the couple Saturdays ago, of, I may have gotten my facts, facts right, so check this. Are um, uh, facts wrong, rather? I think they're right. Uh, but it uh, involves Aristotle. So Aristotle lived from th- 384 to 322 B.C. And for centuries, people believed that Aristotle was right when he said that the heavier an object, the faster it would fall to Earth. And any of anyone, of course, could have uh, taken two object, uh, two objects, one heavy, one light, and dropped them. Right? Uh, no one did until nearly 2,000 years after Aristotle's death. And in 1586, Galileo um, brought some professors in to the base of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Then he went to the top and pushed off a 10-pound weight and a one-pound weight, and both landed at the same instant. <laughs> the power of belief in the teachings of Aristotle was so strong that the that the professors denied their eyesight and they continued to say Aristotle was right that's weird right doesn't make much sense when Jesus preached in his hometown of Nazareth they heard his words and they heard of his miracles yet since they quote-unquote knew that carpenters don't speak like this or do miracles he could not be the Son of God as he claimed to be. Their preconceived notions about him were enough to blind them from the truth, and he was rejected. Let's read on in in Mark six, um, verse four. And Jesus said to them, "A prophet is not without honor, except for in his home, in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own household." Have you ever been smacked this hard with rejection? friends, family, mom, dad, co-workers, teammates. It's that same sting that Jesus is feeling. Mark, five, Mark 6, 5. And he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Which is hilarious because no mighty work and we think that's huge because it's just not used that much anymore in the American church of actually healing people and laying hands on people. So he could do no mighty work except for healing a couple people. That's mind blowing to me. But the thing that we need to pull um, from this is rejecting Jesus hurts you more than it hurts him. Because he's already won. He's already in paradise. And you see, everyone in his hometown had all the, an- or the, the guy that they needed um, for all the answers and all their problems was in their midst. And they had a healer in town <laughs> um, and only few were healed. So uh, uh, the big question is, what do we do with something like this? Uh, The first point I want to make is, um, despite rejection, Jesus still ministered in his hometown. This is big, right? Rejection happened, but Jesus was still serving in his hometown. Rejection happened, but Jesus still laid hands on people and healed them. Rejection happened, but it didn't hold him back. And the second point is, rejection is perception. And because the people in his hometown thought he was a phony. So guess what? In their eyes, he was. The people who got healed in the hotel in his hometown believed and had faith. So guess what? They were healed. Interesting, right? Think of it this way. Your friend who in, in high school who was always high and drunk um, comes back to you after months and is preaching at your church. Would you be skeptical? Would you critique more than you would listen to what he or she has to say? Or think of it this way, you are, uh, you who are not a Christian, and not doing anything Christian but going to church and youth group a few times a month, you go away for a while and you come back to that group of friends and family and they are like, whatever dude. They don't receive anything that you have to say, they don't want to even hear it. Um, this is Jesus that's hard right rejection is perception he doesn't think anything has changed right nothing's really the the people in his hometown really don't see who he really is they were blinded by who either he came from or what whatever um, Jesus was obviously perfect so um last thing I want you to grab is you're not defined by who you were um, guys I've come a long way from where I was when I was younger um, and that's great news um, but we're not defined by who we are now or, or sorry I completely misspoke we are defined by who we are now in Christ we're not defined by our former self anymore because Jesus did die on the cross and he did redeem us and guess what we're not defined by our past because he already cleansed our sins If we are truly in Christ Jesus and that's good news and if it's not good news I don't know what to tell you (laughs) but that's really good news for me Um, because guess what I don't have the credentials I don't have any of the credentials I never went to seminary Um, I just know I'm called to ministry and I'm going after it with all I've got um And my ministry isn't going to stop because maybe my hometown doesn't receive me. Um, So kind of a cool thing. Um, We're not defined by who we were. Though, I'll I'll take it a step further. It is good to be reminded of who we were and where we came from because it's what we conquered. And I truly believe that Jesus will use that um, in our ministry in the future. Because over and over I've run into... Um, people who have had the same problems that I've had and I got to minister directly to them with the power of my testimony as it says in scripture pretty cool so that's rejection I know it was short short and sweet um, but pretty simple pretty cool despite rejection Jesus still ministered in his hometown rejection is perception and you're not defined by who you were good news Cool. Well, thanks for listening, and come check us out on a Saturday night. Our website is www.thehomelife.org. Cool. Hope to see you soon. Bye.